struggles, innovation, going all in, not holding back, mindset, being a leader, paving their own way, putting the real in real estate, listing legacies, selling luxury. You have the vault. Unlocking conversations in real estate today. We're live with the vault. I'm your host. Jessica Hastings, Lesperance, and let me introduce my wonderful, magnificent, glorious co-host, Alexa Miller. Alexa, who do we have the privilege coming on the show today? Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of The Vault. I am so excited for today's guest. She is incredible. She has a massive bio, um, and so I'm so excited for you to get to know her. Her name is Carmen Campanero. Hello, Carmen. Thank you for joining us today. We'll just get started with you telling us a bit about yourself and your background. Well, hello, and thank you for having me. Um, I've been a real estate investor since uh, since I was 18. Um, I had a passion for real estate even when I was a kid. And uh, so basically, I am a mortgage broker, um, an entrepreneur. I have my own company uh, with a partner. So we have ProFunds Mortgages. We have a company called Valor Group. We do development. We do construction, Valcon construction. Uh, I love real estate. I think I'm seriously obsessed. Some say I need uh, maybe to join Real Estate Anonymous or something. Um, and Jessica, you you know. I do. Yeah, <laughs> I, I see a deal. It's like, oh, I got to buy it right now. Um, yeah. So, and, and we have a REIT, District Property Trust. So we work with lots of real estate investors. Um, and my passion is buying real estate, creating value, and creating things that are very unique. Yeah, I have so many questions. I can't wait to dive in. I have mm-hmm. to say that, Carmen, you know, you're definitely one of my mentors mm-hmm. and an inspirational woman on so many levels. Can you talk about how you first got into real estate, that very first deal? We sold it, I think, two years later, just before the crash. And we made 100 on our 100. So we made a lot. We made quite a bit of money there. And for me, at 18 years old, that was, wow, that just drove me to the next level with real estate. Um, And then what I did is um, I purchased another property in Hamilton, Ontario. And basically they call it today house hacking. Well, there then it was just basically renting out the upper level and um, living on the main. And basically the tenants were paying my rent. And that was before it was a big thing. Um, And I just continued to do these sort of things. And then slowly I got into buying um, properties to flip and I would work on creative financing and creative financing, meaning, you know, um, trying to get as much as I can uh, from an institutional player or a combination of that with a vendor take back um, and a vendor take back, meaning the seller holding a mortgage for me along with the first mortgage. So I was in with as little as possible. And that uh, gave me the ability to grow uh, quickly. And, um, so, so that's really how I started. Um, as I mentioned earlier, real estate to me is is very, very lucrative and and fascinating. And there's so many things you can do to be creative in acquiring real estate Mm -hmm. and making cash flow. Yeah. And that's why I love your story. The Hamilton one was the one I was talking about. Um, like you're definitely a guru, a trailblazer in the industry. And I know 
everyone's probably always asking, how did she do it? So you kind of just touched on that. So you just kept at it. You got creative with your financing, leverage when you could. What point in in your career did it boom? Did it just all happen? Yeah, I would say, okay, so I'll back up a little bit. So I really, I, I, came into some money when I turned 18. It was only $50,000. It wasn't a lot. And I decided at 18, instead of, um, you know, going off to university, I started my own business. Um, and then um, I started to roll with doing different things. And that the first house was my first venture into real estate. And then when I saw the kind of money that you could make, that's when it really triggered me to get into it further. Um, I used to design and manufacture children's wear, believe it or not, because I had uh, my kids and I was home with them and I had too much energy. So I started sewing clothes and people liked it. And then I ended up creating my own company and (laughs) that rolled into something again. And then from there, I met somebody who said, Carmen, you should definitely get into mortgage brokering. And that's when I did that. And when I did that, I had um, put my ad in a newspaper, you know, looking for a mortgage. And I was like a dog with a bone, new to the business, and I wanted to be successful. Um, Plus, I had lived in a very modest home and I was a single mom and I worked very hard. So I needed to put food on the table and I was very determined. So uh, somebody actually uh, responded to my ad. Um, and said they needed a mortgage. And it was one of the crummiest properties in Hamilton with a restaurant, which we all know is very difficult to finance, um, with uh, re- residential above. And I ended up getting it funded. And I think I went to every single institution that exists. Um, I ended up getting it through a credit union, Mennonite Credit Union, um, out of Winnipeg, believe it or not. And But that guy um, that came to me for that mortgage, he actually... Uh, spoke to real estate investors um, from a real estate investing training company and put my name on the board every time he spoke to 150 people a month. And all of a sudden, boof, all these people just landed on my lap of calling me for a mortgage. And I, I was speaking at events and I was I was thrown into it, really. Uh, but I think it landed on my lap because it was a you know, God-given blessing. Um, and I, I ran with it and I embraced it and I grew and grew and grew. So then I moved out of my basement with my washer and dryer to a office that was very small. Then I moved on to the next office and then I, we grew and grew and grew. And, um, so that's how, that's how it started. So it did kind of land. Um, and that was for the mortgage brokerage part. But then when I was speaking at these events, it was that that triggered all these creative ideas and, and hearing about these strategies and learning and then trying. So over the past 25 to 30 years, it's been a roller coaster, okay? Because you learn, you fall, you get back up, you do it again, you learn, you fall, you get back up, you do it again, and and you just keep going. So um, I think you have to dive in to really learn things. I, for me personally, um if someone tells me to do something, I probably won't. So I have to just do it myself and <laughs> suffer the repercussions. <laughs> yeah. So that's how it started. And then, and then from there I was buying things and um, I, I bought a multifamily property and then I just kept rolling. And then after buying income properties and and trying all of those out, and I think I will say, and I'm not giving you guys a chance to say anything here. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm just rolling. Yeah, just <laughs> um, but 
uh, what I was going to say was I sold all these properties. So what I was doing was buying and selling and buying and selling and buying and selling. And I was making all this money and then I was able to get into bigger things. But if I would have kept those properties hindsight, I should have. Um, and that's one thing I didn't do uh, that I didn't do correctly. So, um, but then it just kept rolling and then we got into multifamily and then into development and then into construction and then a REIT and it just kind of grew organically like that for me. And how do you manage all mm -hmm. those different platforms? I was looking at them thinking, wow, what an incredible, incredible accomplishment, all of that. It's amazing. Well, we do have a team. We grew it. Um, I do have a partner. I ended up partnering uh, with my now husband in, in 2010. Um, ProFunds was established uh, prior to that and my real estate also. Uh, but then I ended up uh, meeting, I was, you're saying, how do you manage? And I'm going to talk about management for a minute because management's key and critical. Uh, property management and any management for any business is critical. Uh, but I got taken to the cleaners in a massive way. Um, and I think it was around 2007. And that's when I met my now partner because he helped me troubleshoot or get out of the problem that I was in because he's this this company told me that we'll buy these properties, we'll manage, we'll renovate, and then you guys will have this beautiful portfolio. Well, they took all our money. Um, yeah, it was a really, <laughs> really crummy time in my life. But my now partner, Richard Hall, um, came in and saved the day and helped me fix everything up with the property management and everything. So it's really key for people that are in real estate investing and uh, income producing assets that you, you have a real handle on property management because that can really take you down. And it almost did. So in 2008, you know, I went down to, you know, starting over again, basically uh, because of what these people did. Um, so we grew. So 2010, I brought on this partner, um, Richard, and then we grew the company again. And we started um, the Valor Group uh, in order to do the due diligence on any funding that we would put in place. And that was the key. And so it just kept growing. We hired good people um, and we control uh, the management in every aspect of of our on our business model. Uh, just knowing that property management is in-house. Uh, when we're developing, we do it in-house. When we build, we do it in-house because of the experiences I've had in my past. It was very important to understand everything that's happening. So we hired good teams to put in place and that's how we manage it all. Yeah, that's amazing. I love how it's very in-house and it's uh -huh. overseen. I think going as big as you are, you do need to have a finger on what's happening all the time. Yeah, you really do. You need a pulse on it. And, and, you know, I, I had faith in these other people and, you know, I let them manage and run with it. And then I focused on my business thinking, okay, you do your job, what you're good at Carmen, and then let someone else manage. But when you don't, have a, a, a pulse on every single thing that's happening um, or trust in someone that is managing it, things can, can go sideways. And when you're talking, you know, bigger dollars in real estate or you're working with investors and you want to make sure it's always good, uh, that's when these types of things are, are very key and critical. Hmm. Yeah. How many properties do you own? I just um, have 
<laughs> yeah, there's okay. So, you know, there's personal properties, which aren't very many. Um, personal properties are is our home and and our a couple of our cottages, right? That's and that's for our family, but through the company, because everything we have is through um a corporation. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's reasons for that for taxes and, and um, liability for slip and falls and things like that, if that happens. But we have a REIT, it's called District Property Trust. Um, and our REIT has uh, about $260 million um, of assets um, that we, a, a lot of it, we build ourselves. So we like to build out uh, multi-residential housing and it goes into our REIT. So we have a REIT. Um, and in the REIT, I don't remember how many doors exactly, uh, but, but it's quite a portfolio. And the REIT is actually something that people can invest in. And a minimum is $10,000 if, if you want. It's RSP eligible. Um, and basically, you own real estate with us. So whatever I buy and whatever I we manage and whatever we build, and it's been sold to district, um, investors that are invested in district actually get to own a piece of everything that we buy. And uh, so that's exciting for a lot of our investors. And it's a, a great investment vehicle. And it it does pay out cash flow distributions uh, monthly. Um, and it does have the growth as real estate does. So it's a, it's a great vehicle for people. Um, yeah. And then we yeah. have um, other companies that own outside of the REIT, um, real estate, uh, throughout Ontario and New Brunswick. Um, and actually in the States as well, we have some, some holdings there and I don't know how many doors exactly, but it's a very, there's specific areas. So Bruce County, number one, um, that's my second home and I love it there so much. Um, that's my happy place. (laughs) Yes. That's my happy place. And as you know, like, we work with you guys a lot and um, I like to buy um, cottages that are either on the water or have water view and create really magnificent experiences for people. So I'll go in and create a theme and, and go antique hunting and furnish these places. So they're super funky and cool. And then we do Airbnbs. Um, and the opportunity to see your properties it's phenomenal it looks like a magazine it does it is Mm. so pretty and i love walking by i love your halloween decorations on the front porch (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah, well we want to go over the you should see the christmas decorations at at the wish so uh once upon a stay.com is where all of our airbnb furnished rentals are so we have um a few in burlington and we have some uh, in Bruce County, and we've um, we're working on a um, a project in Red Bay, Ontario, which is Bruce County, and it's uh, it's going to be called Lavender Lake, and we'll have about uh, forty uh, cabins and a lodge, and it'll be an Airbnb, but it's right on the beach, um, and it's going to be super cool when we're done. Yeah, you can see it from the water when we go by. It, it looks amazing. We've done. Oh well, wait. It's not. It's not done yet. So we're taking down the lodge. So we bought that property about four years ago, five years ago, maybe, from Terry Hastings, and um, it's it was an eighty acre parcel right on Lake Huron with magnificent sunset views, and it was an old dirty dancing kind of resort. That's exactly how I would call it. They even had the stage there and everything. I just 
found it so interesting and very old and weathered and deferred in maintenance. And so we bought that. And as we started to renovate, I thought, okay, after year one, I'll be up and running. But for anyone buying an old resort, there's a lot of things I've learned um, and it cost me, uh, but it's still worth every penny because what we're doing with it will be magnificent. Uh, but, you know, the septic systems, all all the services had to be redone. We had to bury all the hydro lines and we had to be, we had to get all new septic systems in and electrical and all of that. And all the cabins were so deferred and maintenance. So we spent a lot of time on, on the infrastructure and now we're building a, um, a new build. We're taking down the old lodge and we're doing 16 units inside the lodge, like townhouses. And uh, there'll be a 6,000 square foot restaurant with a patio. Um, we're hoping to partner with some um, excellent restaurant operators to create something magnificent there. And then the cabins will all be unique. We're going to have like, you know, the old fashioned you pull down and the water bucket falls like as a shower, yeah. that oh, type of feel, picket fences, gingerbread trim. Um, yeah, it'll, it'll be the coolest. And it's Lavender Lake. We're going to have purple lights on the beach and lavender and daisies everywhere. So it'll be something that people could, should really look out for. Yeah. So that's coming soon as well. I love when you hear projects because it's go big or go home. Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> kind of happens that way because the vision keeps growing. But yes, uh, and we have another one in Southampton. It's um, it's a waterfront uh, boutique hotel on the beach. Uh, it's going to be called the Betsy. We're almost done, and it's Art Deco, and it's going to be off the charts. Super cool. So oh, those are passion projects. Okay, those are the things I love to do. Yeah. And you're so good at it. You can definitely tell this is Carmen. Like <laughs> when I walk in now, this is definitely her style. Like it's just, it's phenomenal. Yeah. I, I love it. It's that's, and my goal one day is to, maybe we can do it together, um, is buy a chateau or something that's been left a very old one in either Italy or South of France, Austria or something and and renovate it and then create this coolest Airbnb uh, escape for for guests to come in and just see magic. Yeah, I love it. I'll stay there. Yeah. I'll yeah. stay there too. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> funny. So are there any large projects that you're working on currently? Oh, yeah. Um, okay, so, well, Lavender Lake is one. The Betsy's yeah. another. Um we have um, ongoing projects. Our focus really is the Valor Group is to work on housing because there's a housing crisis in Ontario at the moment. And uh, there's so many people coming into the country, um, you know, a thousand new immigrants into the country, into our province just this this year. And um actually a million. So it's 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 huge, right? So there's such a housing crisis. And the government knows about it and there's all kinds of incentive programs happening. So what we're looking to do is build as much multifamily as possible and multifamily that would house um, middle price point, but also offer a little bit of affordability throughout the building um, so that we can offer housing to everybody. Um, so, so that's what we're working on. So we have multiple projects. I have a project in Kitchener, Ontario. It's called Vic Station. And um, 
it's adjacent to another project that we're just completing and it's for 260 units and it'll also have about 15,000 square feet of commercial. This is a, a called a limited partnership. So people who are interested in investing with us, they can actually participate. So you can minimum investments, 150,000. It's for accredited investors. Um, and basically the return is about 26% a year targeted. Um, and so what we do is we'll raise equity through our exempt market dealer that we work with. Um, and then our company Valor will develop it, get all the approvals. And then our other company Velcon will do the construction and build it out. And then district REIT, which I talked about earlier, can buy it. And what's really exciting about this is that CMHC has a program that they've launched called uh, the MLI Select. And basically they'll offer up to 95% financing on construction, hard costs and soft costs, everything. And a 50-year amortized mortgage along with a really competitive interest rate. So for a large project of this caliber, it's huge because it, it really makes a big difference on the bottom line. And then when the REIT buys it, they get to inherit this 50-year amortized low interest rate mortgage and have a brand new build, um, which is really exciting. So the investors win that invest in the project and the investors win that are in the REIT. Um, and um, we're able to also facilitate housing at the same time. So it's a win for everybody. Um, so that's something that we're working on. And we have a few of these projects. Amazing. It definitely has a win-win. I like how you described earlier, there are options to purchase in for 10,000 and then 150 that you just described at 26%. So you are really making it really accessible to a lot of people. Exactly. So district um, is district re minimums 10,000 um, and, you know, or you can put in as much as you like on district re last year, our investors earned 18% on their money. Yeah. Um, and how is that possible in a REIT? Because a REIT is, you know, considered, you know, lower returns, lower risk, but, uh, we distribute 8%, um, annually and it's paid monthly. And on top of it, again, with the appreciation of a portfolio and the value that we have in our portfolio and the value we create, it actually re reverts back into the cost or the, the price per unit. And then the price per unit went up. So our investors had a great year last year yeah. um, and we have some really exciting purchases on the horizon or actually imminently we're closing on something right now. So it's pretty cool. Um, yeah. So that, so that's district. And then you have the options of limited partnerships, or if you aren't interested in those, we do mortgage investments as well. So if you want to invest in a mortgage, which is a great place to be today with, with private money because banks are so tight Now's yeah. the time to take advantage of house prices. As you guys know, um, yeah. things have gone down and now's the time. And maybe who knows what is going to be in the next 12 months. But I know that two, three years from now, people are going to say, shoot, I should have bought more. Why yeah. didn't I do that? Yeah. You know, so it's very interesting. These times are interesting and private money is is in a big place right now. It is. Yeah. You must be seeing a lot of it, especially if viewers are not sure. Uh, Carmen has a newsletter you can opt into. I know there's an opportunity that came through. Was it last week or the week before about purchasing into one of your projects? Um, right. 
I, we got, we were actually thinking of it. <laughs> you should. Yeah. yeah. Well, I send things to Adam all the time. So <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, yes. And your mother. Other. So yeah. yeah it's, well, it's a great opportunity. The, the rate of return is incredible. Yeah. Um, and, and for second mortgages, first mortgages, um, you know, if that's something you're more comfortable with, like first mortgage returns are anywhere between, let's say 11 and 14%. Yeah. And second mortgages are anywhere between, I'd say, 12 to 16%. Mm-hmm. So depending on where the property is and who the borrowers are. But we primarily deal with real estate investors. And real estate investors know it's the cost of doing business. And if they can buy something today at a great price and they know that rental rates are up, housing prices are down, my gosh, you should be gobbling up everything. Yeah. Um, and even if it, even if it's private money and it's interest only for the next two years, as long as you have a break even proposition, um, it's going any nowhere else, but up after this. So, um, I'm still buying and I, yeah. I think it's a great, a great thing to do. Well, I love the opportunity of private money because we are always taught be the bank. Like that is how we started really bringing our units up of what Adam and I have um, so what are some common, you know, questions you get when people are considering purchasing, um, you know, or being the bank for private lending? What are some of the, the questions you have to steer them through or over explain or just simply explain, you know, what are the negatives maybe in, in that perspective? Yeah. What are the risks? Um, yeah. Well, I would say with private lending, um, what we do, we've been in business now for almost 30 years, maybe over 30 years. Um, and we vet the deal here internally. So what's important if you're dealing with, whether it's, if you're dealing with a mortgage broker, or if you're dealing with a, um, somebody that comes to you personally and says, Hey, will you lend me some money? Um, it's very important to understand the loan that you're giving to the value of the real estate. And that's number one important. And that the appraisal that you get is real. Um, there's a lot of people out there that can get an appraisal and it may not be necessarily a hundred percent. It might be slightly elevated, right? So you want to make sure that in these certain uncertain times, maybe the the prices are going to go down even further that you have room uh, between the loan that you're lending this person and then the value and there's a cushion there. So if anything does decrease in value, you still have room if you, God forbid, have to sell it. Um, and in these certain uncertain times, again, it's about what is the money for? Um, why are these people borrowing? Are they in arrears on all their mortgage payment? Are they arrears on their mortgage? Um, are they, you know, are behind on all their credit cards? Um, are they over leveraged or are they a real estate investor looking to buy this property and they have great credit, great net worth and other real estate? So who are you lending to? And then the last thing is exit. How am I getting out of this mortgage, right? Is this a one-year deal? Is it a two-year deal? Um, you know, do you, are they going to be able to qualify for a residential mortgage to take my mortgage out after the fact? Um, because the exit's a key uh, component to this, right? You need to be able to get exit the property. Now, if you're in a situation where you've lent the money and now you're in a in a position where they can't make their mortgage payments, which I'm sure... We're going to see some of this happen. Um, 
what's important is, again, that when you lent the money, you didn't lend it too high to the value of the real estate. But you'd have to, I would say, in first priority, try to work it out with the person, see if you can help because everyone's in, in uh, not everyone, but they would be in a distressed situation. So if you can help, it would be great. If not, then it has to go legal and then you do a power of sale. And at the end of the day, you sell the property and um, realize on on your principal. Um, for the most part, I've you know rarely had power of sales like this. And if we do, we we our investors have not lost. We've always made up for it if there was a loss because it does happen. That's real estate, right? Yeah, it does. Yeah. It's not if it's when. It's what I've learned. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Amazing. So yeah, that's that's about the the gist of that. So what we do is we'll get the appraisal, we'll we'll order the appraisal, we'll also do our own analysis of the neighborhood, we'll pull purview, and we'll do geo warehouse. And these are um, different apps that you can have where you pull up data on the area and what's sold. Call someone I know locally and say, "Hey, Adam, do you know how much this went for?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that a few times, and he's been so gracious and, and provided us with the information, but, um, you know, this type of thing. Um, and then we, we, we look at the borrower and how can they repay this? It's a make sense approach on financing. Yeah. So, um, and, and that's how we do it. And then we put it out there and we send it to, to our people on our database and people love it. It's a great investment vehicle. I read them every time. We just, excellent. Bited yet which one? <laughs> yeah, yeah, there there are many, and it's all about you know your comfort and what you like to do, and yeah, yeah, yeah. ultimately. So, what would you say your biggest success overall would be? I always love this question, hmm. yeah. especially when biggest success. Wow, well, you know what? I think the best. I think the best thing I've done is, I mean, from a real estate acquisition perspective would be um, a medical plaza I purchased in in Kitchener um, in probably 2006. And I paid a lot of money for it. It was $11 million. It was, but at that point in time for me, it was huge, um, really huge, probably beyond me, but I I bought it and I negotiated a vendor take back and um, it was uh, 4.5 acres on the corner of Victoria and Westmount in Kitchener. And I actually severed off a parcel of land and I am now just finishing 86 multifamily residential units with commercial on the main level. And Vic Station, which was the project I was speaking to you about earlier, is the second phase, and that's for 260 units, which is what the mayor had asked for because they want to increase the rental housing availability in the area. Um, and then I'm left with the medical plaza. So I think that was my best, my best deal. Um, and I think launching pro funds, mortgages, and partnering with Richard Hall and creating the group of companies we have along with District REIT are some things that I could say I'm very proud about and happy to be part of. Well, we're excited wow. for you too. And you can definitely tell how empathetic you are towards building homes for people. Yeah. Like that's a huge decision in someone's life as a home and you're, you're building. Yeah. That. Yeah. And if yeah. you have to rent, you have to rent. And I think for, for investors that are getting into something in, in an uncertain time like this, 
and I've said this for years, income producing properties like multifamily, everyone needs a roof over their head. And if it's the middle of the road price point, I feel that that is safe. It's a safe place and I feel it's semi-recession proof. Um, and then you have the government backing you as well with all kinds of things. Now they're now they're even saying, well, let's hope Trudeau comes through on this. But uh, um, no, do I like Justin Trudeau? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> I have to say that. Uh, but um, uh, he did come through with this. And I don't know if it's just a plan to get more votes or something, but um, with this credit for the uh, HST or the GST. Um, now, it's a brilliant idea, and I hope he comes through with it because that would be very incentivizing for builders and developers because it's so hard because the cost of materials have gone up so incredibly high. So it's hard to make construction for multifamily uh, work. But if they're going to eat the GST on on a project that's a, that size, it would be huge and make it worthwhile. So I think that would be huge, a, a great thing. So, yeah. and I probably lost my train of thought talking about Trudeau, but yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry. I know I'm not supposed to get political on these things, but yeah. um, no, but that's, that's something that has been launched and it's, it's amazing. So I think these, these types of investments are on the safer side when you get into multifamily real estate. And I love how you consider and think that. So like, I know you're not in it for anything but the people. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like it's really charismatic that you're thinking if I build this type of structure and this amount of money for, you know, just the regular family who has the income that they normally do, then they can use it. It's accessible. That's, that's what's awesome about you. Well, we really, you know, I, I love to see, um, you know, people at peace and, and I, it's upsetting to see people stressed out and worried and being in the mortgage business all these years, I've seen so many sad things happen to people and I've tried my best, but I think with, with the housing crisis that we have and trying to create more and also add affordability into the picture, I think it'll be really great for people. Yeah. And, and, and the government is working alongside cause they see, see the demand there. So absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. What would you say your biggest struggle is in your business uh, before we wrap up? Mm, I think the struggle is uh, like we have a great team. Don't get me wrong. But when you grow, it's really hard to find people that are driven to to the point what you need. Like they feel they work hard as you do. Um, I think finding good people is, is hard. Now our team that we have, it's like a big family here in our company. And it's a, it's a certain person that fits the pro funds type valor, um, culture. Uh, but I think finding people that have the same ethics and integrity, um, that can help build because certainly I can't do it alone. And, and, and all of our team and the people we work with, we create it together. And um, so it's it's hard. And especially after COVID, everyone wants to work from home because they got comfortable doing that. We're here. We need people in the office. I don't believe in the work from home thing because it's just, I think, I'm sure you can agree, like working together and, yeah. you know, getting ideas together and 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 being there right away to answer um, I think is, is critical. So I think that's probably one of the challenges. I think a lot of people are facing this. It's, uh, 
it's a hard time. And then also the cost of, of materials and everything for our projects. It's crazy. It's very expensive. Oh, yeah. Must have gone up even for us to, you know, continue our Island, just build, buying some wood. <laughs> I know. $800 for a couple of two by fours. I know. I know. So, so those are the things, um, those are the challenging things. Yeah. Um, and I also know how family oriented you are that, you know, that Jordan works alongside you and, you know, that's what I always valued too, that everyone is together on your end. Yeah. My son's involved. Um, it is a family business for sure. And even if you're not related um, and I'm not saying that just because that's what it sounds like. It really is like we all, we have a real connection here and we all work really well together. We work hard and we play hard. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we have great Christmas parties. Yeah, <laughs> and, and your successes. So, congratulations to you and your team, and and thank you so much for being here today. Um, I'm gonna put a plug for your show. Uh, this was just the tip of the iceberg for Carmen and her story. Um, we could probably have five ep episodes with her. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, she is a co-host and producer of Thirty Minutes to Wealth. It's a Canadian real estate television show where she shares all of her knowledge. Um, so check her out. And where else can our viewers and listeners find you, Carmen? Um, you can also go to um, profunds.ca. That's profunds mortgages. So it's uh, profunds, P-R-O-F-U-N-D-S dot C-A. That's our brokerage. And um, they can call into the office here at 888-330-3866. And if they want to invest or need a mortgage, we're here to help. Yeah, amazing. amazing. Oh, awesome. thank you so thank much. Thank you. I always learn so much when we chat. Me too. Thanks, yeah. guys. And have a wonderful day. And I uh, can't wait to talk again. Hopefully we can do this again. Yes, we Absolutely. will. And and Jessica, you were on our show. So uh, it was a pleasure having you as well. You and your mother are a wealth of knowledge. You contribute oh. a lot. Oh, thank you. Yes, I love it. I love sharing and teaching and because it's such a wide variety of age groups too. You have my age group yeah. and then we have, you know, that semi-retired age group. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it is awesome. Awesome. Well, we'll keep our uh, info for next time because we'll definitely have you back. Okay. Okay. Thanks for listening to The Vault. You can find us on Instagram at The Vault Podcast and on all podcast platforms. See you next episode.